True heroes stand up for what they believe. So wait and see. As we talk about the second half, the climax of season four here on Shonen and Suds. Cody! How are you, bud? I'm good, man. I'm I'm no longer sick, so I feel uh Oh love that. I feel like I can breathe through my nose again, so I won't have to mute myself every two seconds for this podcast, so mm. I feel great. Well awesome man, that is good to hear. And of course, it's always good to be back on the next episode of Shonen and Suds. I'm your host, Chris Adams. And I'm Cody Snodgrass. And we are back once again to finish up season four of uh, My Hero Academia, Cody. This uh, this half of the season gets me every time, man. Um, I think it's I think it's safe to say overall that uh, season four of My Hero Academia Academia is probably the best season. That that's you know the best anime season. Yeah, I think I think so. Um, really, I think the show just gets better and better as it goes. Honestly, no, that is that can. I can confirm because again, like I said, I've read the next few arcs and uh, it's all, it is just all fucking gasoline from here, which is the complete opposite of what's happening in Virginia and North Carolina. There's like gas shortages, dude, because I guess there was like some kind of hacking into a, a pipeline or something. So they shut it down and it comes at like the worst time because like they're switching from like whatever the, I, I didn't realize gas had seasonal blends. Apparently during the summer they're they're more ethanol heavy. Like I I, I was doing some reading today, like some real deal reading on this because I was like, like man, because I went to go, I got my car inspected and I went to go pick it up and like gas stations were like there was lines like in the middle of the street at gas stations and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like I sent my wife back out to go fill up the gas tank. I was like, we may fucking need this. You know, when when the, when the when the when the robot lizards come out of ground, we might need that gasoline. <laughs> I've seen Mad Max. I know what happens next. That's crazy. Yeah, we. I've had, I've had no issue. Maybe I should go ahead and just fill up the tank tomorrow on the way to work. Yeah, I don't just to I, yeah. just to be on the safe side. Fucking wild, man. Twenty twenty one, dude. It just it hasn't stopped. I just want to know what fucking world I'm living on, living in now, where everything's wrong and nothing seems right, except My Hero Academia is always holding true, Cody. But um, you know, before we dive into that, Cody, um, we got some news. We got some big news to cover this week. I know you are you are tickled shitless because uh, the Funimation app does not suck anymore on PlayStation. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to test it, but apparently they did a big update and they like supposedly mm-hmm. they've overhauled it. It looks way different. Um, That's funny so... you said overhaul. Oh, oh, yeah, I didn't even. Wow. <laughs> Anywho, just the jokes come out of nowhere. That's um, right, but, Dad uh, Joke City, man. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check it out this week, and I'll I'll, I'll get back with with the cast next week, and we'll have a we'll have a follow up report, guys. A full diagnostic it, and it, breakdown it, and review. Dude, it almost sounds too good to be true. It's like, <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't even used the Funimation app in a while because it just crashes so much, and it's they just don't they haven't updated it in six years at least. Like, Jeez. they might have like a minor little patch update or something, but nothing like. No UI changes, nothing. Like, oh wow! No, nothing like no good changes at all. Um, well, then I want a full report, Cody. Oh yeah, I'll, I will be sure to, to come back with yeah. with all, the big scoop on. Uh... Uh, want to get you a little fedora with the word press sticking out of it? I want all the details. Well, yeah, because I mean, like I've just been on Hulu lately with my hero. Like mm-hmm. I, I just and Funimation's usually like the first to have all everything dubbed, which mm-hmm. you know, like the older I get, the more I just go to dubbed. I, I, like, sure. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just 
convenience. Like yeah. <laughs> I can actually like look away for a second and not miss you know two lines of text. Exactly. Um, exactly. Now I, I will admit uh, subtitles do come in handy when I'm when I'm sitting there because I, I work from home. When I'm sitting there in my office and I'm I got anime playing in the background, I can just pop my head over and read what's going on. Oh, I mean, I, I don't turn subtitles off whether it's no matter the language. <laughs> I, I have subtitles on no matter what, and I think love that. That's mostly from Game of Thrones, but that's that's another story for another cast, really. Chris. Oh, indeed. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got the Funimation update, and then Chris, you actually told me. We got a we got a new yeah. Dragon Ball Super movie on the horizon. Yes, yeah. So they just announced uh, the other day that um, there's a new Dragon Ball Super movie coming out in 2022. Now this is the second Dragon Ball Super movie because um, I want to say like Resurrection F and the other one with Beerus uh, were both Dragon Ball Z movies. Um, well, I think those are I think they're all Super movies, but this is the second that comes post Super. So it's like. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Super ends, and then the Brawly movie happens. Does it? Okay. I believe it's how the canon goes. And then, so yeah. this will be... I mean, this is new. This is... <laughs> yeah. And what's really cool here is, uh, you know, Akira Toriyama has gone out and said that, you know, he is he is heavily leading the story and dialogue production. And um, he's saying that they'll be charting through some unexplored territory in terms of the visual aesthetics to give the audience an amazing ride. Now... Again, I, I am a, I've been a fan of Dragon Ball pretty much my entire life. It, it's you know it's just been something that you know I would watch on Telemundo as a kid. I watched it after school. You know all the cool kids loved it, so you know I I've just gradually got into it. And I've always been a fan of the movies, and I loved the Broly movie. Um, I remember going to see that in theaters a couple times. It was one hundred percent worth the price of admission. So I fully expect this one to just raise the bar even higher. Like I expect there to be like a paper thin ass story and just a bunch of yelling, a bunch of laser beams and shit coming out of people's hands. And I expect there to just be just a lot of like hard hitting fucking like, like I expect the quality of the fight scenes to be like, to have the same like visceral, like intensity as like invincible. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Is there any? Do we have any teasers or anything, or is it just slated no, for 2022? There's a lot of speculation. So some people are like, "There's going to be some characters that you'll know." Um, there's going to be, you know, they're they're going to be returning to a character that you haven't seen in a while. Like I'm I'm seeing a lot of speculation, but I don't know. A lot of people are expecting it to be like Broly again. Um, okay. A lot of people people are saying like, oh, it's going to be cooler again. It's going to be like, a, you know, maybe we'll see some more androids or something, right? Like, there, but there is a return to some some classic characters. But um, you know, we'll see. It comes. It's slated to come out in 2022. That's you know, who knows? It's probably at least a year out. You know, for us at least. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I'm, so I'm excited though, because I mean, they. I want to say, and I could be wrong on this, so take this with a grain of salt. But I do believe. That they said that most of the Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball movies were not considered canon anymore. Like they kind of, mm-hmm. they kind of just like scribbled them out pretty much. And the Brawly movie was like the first, outside of like Resurrection F and mm-hmm. uh, the Beerus movie. Uh, I think it's Battle of the Gods. Those are yeah. like those are like the only canon movies that currently mm-hmm. exist. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, as long as we don't, <laughs> I. I, we we don't need garlic junior for this next 
twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, as long as we don't and... bring Garlic Jr. or like I mean, I wouldn't be upset if they wanted to bring like Turles back or something or Yeah, I could see but that. like but like give me like give me something cool. Like I mean Maybe we get maybe we get like the crossover dimension heroes bullshit where it's like oh here's Broly from this universe and here's Broly from this universe and just let those two just fucking scrap. Yeah, it'd be cool. I, I I'm looking forward to it. it I, I like you told me right before we started, and I was like I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And I've been... yeah, that announcement's relatively hot off the press. It's only a couple days old at this point. Yep. Yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm hyped. I cannot wait. Yeah, and uh, we're going to keep that hype train going, Cody, because speaking of, uh, you know, awesome movies, um, they're, they're showing more, like, promotional information for the next My Hero movie, and they showed, uh, I guess, like, a full artist rendition of what, like, their, what all the, what the uh, what Deku, Bakugo, and Todoroki's costumes look like. They look really cool. Yeah, very. Like, they have almost, like, this dark kind of spy-ish, like, like, this is, like, their, this is, the, like, their espionage gear, it looks like. Like, they're doing, they're going, like, deep cover. Yeah, very stealthy. They all got yes. like cool, like almost like their unique color. So like Deku has green, Bakugo has like an orangish, and then Todoroki has like a like an ice blue color. Yeah, they yeah, got, they like, got very, their their accents. Yeah, their their accent color, like just hints of it, and it looks very like stealthy. I, I'm I'm excited. These costumes look sweet, and I can only imagine the movie is just as good. No, absolutely. And um, Cody, yeah, that's all the news we've got. But uh, talking about all this hot news has got me. Woo! This flower is a Wilton over here, so I, I need to know one important question. What you drinking? Woo! All right, Chris, that was a that was a fizzy one. All right, a little frothy. Uh, well, Chris, here on uh, you know, Shonen and Seltzers. Uh, yes. <laughs> this thing is overflowing. Hold on one second. <laughs> and I grab a towel. All right. Oh um, no. Yeah, Shonen and Seltzers here. Uh, Chris, I I just can't get away from these party packs. Um, they're so good. Fuck, even so when good. I don't buy them, people just show up to my house for parties, and they bring some, and they leave them, and I drink them. So it's a vicious cycle. <clears throat> That's right. But I have the Mike's Hard Lemonade Ooh. seltzer, which I, I guess is just—it's not a Mike's Hard Lemonade lemonade seltzer. It's just a Mike's Hard Lemonade seltzer. Um, okay. And this is the pineapple. Those following at home. Yeah. This is the, this is the pineapple flavor. Mm-hmm. Chris, this is this might be the best. Holy this shit! Might that's act, a... Like this is up there with like the truly lemonades. I mean, this is this is right on par. This could compete with some of the, the best of the best. I mean, <laughs> oh, the Bud Light Peach Lemonade Seltzer. Like as far as you know, your your standard lemonade seltzers go at this point. This is this is a this is an S tier in my opinion. That is high praise. That is top tier seltzer action. That's what we need to do, Chris. We we boot up a YouTube channel and we'll just do rankings of like. Yes, we just have like the tier list up. And we seltzer just do a... tier list. <laughs> just have. That's where we're messing up. We should just do that on the Facebook page. Yeah, that's what we got to do. I, I, there, there's a lot of debate though. You know, people got their favorites. Their favorite. You know, you're a big fan of. I think you like the mango, right? And that's. I do. I love the mango. And you know, my, that, that line is firmly drawn in the sand on that one, sir. Yeah, that would be lower on my list. I'm more of a. I'm more of a strawberry guy, so. Oh, man. Um, but uh, that, that's enough about my seltzers. Chris, what, what are you drinking over there? So you'll, you'll be surprised to know that I'm actually not drinking a seltzer this week. Um, obviously, you know, we've got I got some holdovers here from Cinco de Mayo. Cody, I am drinking an ice cold bottle of Modelo Especial. 
And I've had that before on the cast, I believe. No, I believe I've had Dos Equis on the cast. I don't think I've had Modelo um, yet. Or maybe I have. I don't know. I'm just an alcoholic. But, um, <laughs> you know, got the Lime Wedge in here as well. So we've got some, you know, some Cinco de Mayo holdovers. And uh, Modelo is one of my favorite loggers. And it's just, it's hitting the spot after a long, stressful day of work. Oh, yeah. Love a good Modelo, Chris. I love their YouTube ads whenever I'm watching, like, UFC videos on YouTube. Uh-huh. And it's always, because Modelo is one of the main sponsors. Um, yep. And I don't know, it's like the music that plays in a Modelo commercial. You're like, man, that actually like sounds really good, like, really refreshing right now as oh, I'm working dude, working on is. the factory line. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's right. Nothing, nothing after, like, riveting your rivets and tightening your bolts and wrenching your wrenches to uh, go home and enjoy yourself an ice-cold frothy Modelo Especial. For those who don't know, Modelo Especial, it, it's very similar to a Corona, just a little more Especial. Love that. <laughs> yeah, I actually do uh, I do remember you saying that line once before. So I think you have had it on the podcast. I might have, but you know what? It's too, it's so good. I don't mind. Look, I don't mind doing repeats on this show because, you know, beer is just delicious. And oh, yeah. Cody, speaking of delicious, we're just going to dive right into this delicious second half of my hero academia now you know last week we we went pretty long um talking about because there was a lot to cover while the second half i think is still equally as good i there's a lot less ground to cover here because there's there's really like three major points in this season and i don't count one of them because it's literally the transition to next season but it's a it's a really major transition um so there will be a lot of skimming over the festival prep. Like that shit doesn't matter. You're really into this, like the second half of this season to me, Cody. And, you know, again, you can, you know, weigh in because I definitely want to hear what you thought overall. Because overall, I really, really liked it. I stand firm when I say that this is the best season of the show. Um, but like after the first half of this season, which is just all go, 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 action, action, you know, you got heroes, you got people fighting, you know, against Yakuza, like the lines are drawn in the sand once again, and the action is hot and heavy. You know, the first episode where we, in this half, which, I mean, technically we probably could have covered this last week, but I think this is a good way to start this episode. Like they, I mean, this half, cause they, they punch you right in the gut. Um, but where was I going with that? Like I, after that punch in the gut, I really needed to be let up. I really, I really needed that let me up segment so I could like just catch my breath and see these kids kind of get back to a sense of normalcy. And, you know, even though they gave us kind of a throwaway villain in this, um, you know, in this second half, it's fine. His whole purpose, at least to me, at least the vibe I got, you know, both times I've watched it, his whole purpose is to kind of help Deku really, you know, it's more of like make Deku look a little bit more at himself. And see that there's other people, like even some of these villains, are have a lot of the same convictions that he does, and they he, they do similar things to him as well. So, but and then it ends with a really really awesome fight with the new number one hero. So uh, I loved it, Cody. Like, overall, what did you think of uh, the second half? Uh, I I enjoyed it. Like you said, it's definitely lighter. Um, but kind of kind of just going into this first episode, you think like everything's. You think we're gonna just kind of get like a a break here, and mm-hmm. boy howdy, Chris, do they not? They don't let up for <laughs> at least a couple more episodes, because yeah, we, absolutely, we have got some some bad news. Like the the Shiei Hisaikai like 
But we're not. You nailed it on the first. I'll drink to that first time. <laughs> we are not quite done yet. Um, and I, yeah. I, I, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll hold my thoughts till the end. Um, okay. Because I do have, I, I'm pretty harsh on the middle section. Um, sure. But this, but how it starts off, man, I was, I, I wasn't ready. Um, yeah, absolutely. At, at, like least, still... at least not the first time I watched it, I should say. Sure, sure. And, uh, you know, and we, we kind of pick up right where we left off. Overhaul has been defeated. Um, and now we're just kind of picking up the pieces. We're, we're kind of, uh, you know, trying to get, gather up all the villains, haul them into, haul them into the, to the slammer. Um, now, obviously, you know, there's still some stuff going on in there. Um, like some of the, like we left, uh, we left, uh, poor Aizawa, Eraserhead. He was, um, you know, he was down for the count and, uh, we've actually got, um, I want to say it's, um, Chrono who's actually getting ready to kill Eraserhead here. Um, but thankfully Sun Eater and, and the police arrive just in time. He fucking gets the, 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 the chicken legs going and all kinds of goofy shit. He gets his, uh, well, he gets his tentacles going, I think. Yeah, he, no, he, he gets a fucking swordfish. He makes like a swordfish out of his arm and just like. Yeah, he breaks out the swordfish because Fat Gum gave him like a piece of swordfish right before they, right. Went, they went on the raid. Um, yeah, they kind of come to the rescue right there, uh, which mm-hmm. was something I totally forgot about that Aizawa was even there. Um, mm-hmm. And then yeah, because they had they had to like take him out quick because like Aizawa, like I feel like half of this shit wouldn't have gone down the way it did if Aizawa would not have been sucker punched like he was. Right, but uh. Thankfully, like, like it's a good thing he was there because Izawa is the one who kind of puts the gabosh on this whole thing. Because, uh, because Aerie is still, like, like she's still very much out of control. Her power is still like, you know, like Deku's still like full on Super Saiyan two at this point. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and he can't really control it because it's it's Aerie's power that's basically powering him up. And yep. thank goodness Izawa was there just in time to kind of. To stop her before, because yeah, he... I mean, who knows if like she could have killed Deku mm-hmm. by accident? Obviously, she has no control over her power. Yep. Um. But yeah, and, and we're kind of seeing from there, we're all, and then you know, so that that, that kind of calms things down a bit. But now we're seeing the hero, like the ones who were inside fighting. Like you see, like Kirishima, he like he's coming out on a stretcher, like he's beat up bad. You've got like Fat Gum right there, like you know, like just right by his side. I want to say, um, I don't think uh, Takami comes out on a, a sun, Takami Sun Eater, whatever you want to call him. I don't think he comes out on stretcher. I think he actually comes out on his own two feet. Um, but then we see, like, we see the worst of it, man. We see Night Eye um, coming out on a stretcher, and he's, like, on his side. He's still got that piece of, like, like that spike, like, still in the middle of his fucking chest. And, yeah, like, he is in rough shape. Yeah, and it's like, and like, it's it, the only part, like, this part kind of killed me because, like, Deku's side, and they talk, and yeah, he's, you know, he's telling him, he's like, you know, like, you've managed to, you know, I've never had this happen, which we knew it was going to happen. You've, you've, you've twisted the future around you. And uh, the, the, the medics are like, y'all need to stop talking because uh, we need to get him into the hospital. Like, he's got a fucking spike sticking out of his chest. So there ain't no time to jaw. Get out of here. Yeah, he he's but, uh, definitely in critical condition, and I mean the whole the whole squad's pretty banged up to be honest. Um, the the funny thing is, Cody, this whole these last like five episodes was it all took place in the span of forty five minutes because it's nine fifteen when the when the rescue mission is finished. Yep, like they get they show up at like eight thirty, they're out of there by nine fifteen. So it's like, well, fuck, that was that was really fast. 
it, it, that was like, I mean, that's like a Dragon Ball Z hour, which is like 40 episodes, but, uh, <laughs> this isn't but an like, episode of 24 or anything, but <laughs> exactly. This was, this was 45 minutes of just, uh, just pure unadulterated gasoline. I would have, I would love to see like a compilation of this, those episodes, like chopped together in real time, just to kind of see, you know, how that would have actually looked. Mm-hmm. But anywho, so to keep the hits coming, like keep the action going in this first episode. Um, so we've got, um, because overhauls actually hauled away as well. You've got the villains. Um, they're being transported. Um, they're being transported away, but there's also while they're on the freeway, the, uh, they're the police that are escorting these, uh, these villains are uh, specifically overhaul. They kind of get ambushed here by the league of villains. Um, you've got Dobby compress and, uh, Shigaraki and you've got um Spinner driving. And uh Cody, they uh they definitely continue to live up to their name because I mean obviously Dobby just like he doesn't nuke the police car, but he, I mean because there's a hero there. Uh I forget the the uh Sandstorm Snatch, that's his name, Snatch, is because they got a hero escort, so like but they kill him, like they kill this guy because um he like burns up when uh, I guess because the way they say it, it, he burns up at the same time. Compress like puts him in one of his little marbles. So Dobby and Compress yeah, basically but, kill him. Yeah, it looks like like in the in the one of these descriptions, it says they turn him to glass, which is yeah. Great. I mean, they make quick work of him. I do want to one little gripe I have is like they they have Chisaki like the main like one of the main bad guys, and they got like one cop car and one hero. To, to transport yeah, him I, to the jail, and I'm like, they, they should have had like a top ten like, with him. Like they should have had like I don't know, maybe Hawks or Endeavor or yeah. We how about like where was Endeavor during all of this? Like where was your number two hero at during all this? You know? Yeah, there's like I think they could have had somebody more than Snatch there to fucking yeah, to, yeah. To transport. They him. might as well have had fucking Darkwing Duck with him. You know what I mean? Yeah, Jesus it, he, Christ, he was no match for these guys. No, because they made short work of him, and they uh, they went ahead, and I love, I absolutely love the the scene with Shigaraki and Overhaul here. So like he's he's like constrained to this bed, and his hands are like in these like full cover, um, like almost like handcuffs, like some Hannibal Lecter looking shit. Well, so Shigaraki gets his hands on what's left of the finished product of these quirk removing bullets. And he first first they go ahead and like they cut one of just cut one of his hands off, and then Shigaraki oh no compress like because compress is still missing an arm he actually like takes pretty much like takes one of Overhaul's arms like almost like transmutes it into an arm for him and he's like you owe me an arm thanks for the arm and then Shigaraki disintegrates the other one and he's like you know by the way you might want to cut that off or the rest of you is going to disintegrate too. Or some shit like that. And he's just like, and I just love that Shigaraki's like, you were you were never on my level, dude. Like now everything I'm I'm coming. He's like the fruits of using like the fruits of your labor are mine now. Like, thank you for the bullets. Thank you for this. Go fuck yourself. I'm out. Now he calls it, he's like, now you're just a quirkless loser. And I love the scene where they're walking away, the fucking the, the ambulance is on fire, the fucking truck's on fire, the police car's overturned, and you just hear Overhaul just fucking squeal at the top of his lungs, dude. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. You hate you hate to see, you know, I mean, I guess you love to see 
the villains one up the other villains, especially the one that like came in and was like, you know, hey, I think y'all should work for me. I'm better than you guys. Y'all ain't shit. And Shigaraki ultimately gets the last laugh, which I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, Cody. Cody. Hold on. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, now, now to just (laughs) we're not letting up yet, Chris. (laughs) We are definitely not. So let me uh, let me go ahead and pour a little bit out here. So we've got this scene here, kind of this recovery scene in the uh, in the hospital. Um, really, the the big thing here, man, is uh, we find out that uh, that Nida is not going to make it recovery girl can't help him you know like you got bubble girl you got recovery girl all might's there deku comes in and like they're all just laying there at his deathbed and what it, it, it's it's a hard scene to watch man because then you see like mirio come like limping in because he's still like he's bandaged up he's got the old fucking like cartoon foot cast on his leg you, you know mm-hmm. the one yeah and like you get these really great moments from Night Eye, like him and all. You know, he makes that kind of that little little that last little joke to All Might, saying like, you know, it's funny how you know you're you know you don't come and see me until I'm dying, you know that kind of you know the the, the same kind of shit somebody would say in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, it it's just so crazy, and like you know he just talks about you know he has some really kind words for Deku and All Might, and then like you love the scene where like Mirio comes in and. You know, Mirio is just all snot and all tears, and he just like you. You come to realize that like Night Eye had a huge impact on Mirio, like kind of helped him, guided him to where he to where he is now. And like, I feel like Night Eye was the one that put him in the position to be All Might's successor. Um, so yeah. and I love like that last scene because we know Mirio's lost his quirk at this point, and we love that scene where he like grabs Mario by the head and he's like, you know, you will become a finer hero than everyone else. And like his last words are is like, you know, he, he wants everybody to smile because society uh, without, without humor can't, won't have a bright future. And then like, then he flatlines after that. And oh my God, Cody, what a fucking, what a, what a shot to the gut. Like, you know, we just had this, this nonstop, full-on action card here and then it's just all of a sudden oh yeah by the way there are there are repercussions to everything that just happened by the way Mm -hmm. so yeah very uh very very intense uh first episode of the second half absolutely and then uh so in the second uh this next episode here it 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 still kind of it kind of keeps it going because uh, you know we catch up with some characters we didn't really see a whole lot of in the first half, and I'm specific. I'm um, specifically talking about Grand Torino and um, uh, Sukuichi, the the police de- uh, the police detective. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently they've they've um, they've caught Kurogiri, but um, we actually. So this is a really short scene, but it introduces us to a character that actually is very very important later, and that's this. Um, this massive uh, villain that they come across, uh, Gigantomachia is his name, and he is a, he's practically like a, um, what am I trying to say? He is like, he's a, he's like, I don't want to say an underling, because he, he's, he works for all for one, but he is like the gatekeeper. He is like the guy. Um, yeah. He's there to make sure that Shigaraki becomes who he needs Shigaraki to become. Yeah, and we don't get to see too much of him. He ba- when I first saw him, I was just like, "Oh, look, 
another big strong guy, but uh, the more like little snippets we get to see, it seems like that he is he's not just like some big dumb strong guy like muscular was like yes and not to you know again this is some major foreshadowing because in um the, he's kind of like the beginning focal point of the my villain academia arc like this guy mm-hmm. this guy is no fucking joke like yeah. no joke and uh you know, i can't wait to see what they do with him because they, they make that pretty evident right because you see like gran torino and sukuichi and there's like oh shit and then you just see that you hear this massive thud like all the birds clear out from the area yeah, he's definitely nobody to be messed with. Um, and I, I can't remember which episode, but later on we, we kind of flash back to this scene or the aftermath, I should say. Um, I don't remember which one. It's in one of these next up and coming episodes. It might even be this episode. Um, mm-hmm. but I guess we could just touch on it briefly here. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it just seems like they were no match. Like Gran Torino and Sukuichi, they were like, they basically oh, yeah. have to retreat. Like they. Oh yeah. They are no match. They they don't get the. I don't think they capture Kurogiri. I think he gets away. Yep, I'm I'm 100 certain that that's what happened because they, they do because yeah. you see like Gran Torino like they 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 got pretty beat up mm-hmm. here and like they had to pretty much flee for their lives. Um, so back at the hospital here, you know, this is what the students learn about the uh, the League of the Villains attacking the transport and killing the um, killing uh, Darkwing Snatch. Duck. <laughs> Snatch. <laughs> exactly. Just as forgettable, yep. um, and getting away, and then so you get you get some really neat exchanges here with Deku and Mirio talking about you know Mirio, not really you know he's I love the fact that he's already kind of gotten back to normal, he's back to his positive self, he's not upset that he's lost his quirk because he's like hey you know maybe Aerie will be able to bring, give me my quirk back one day, um, and he's like you know he talks about like you know he's you know Night Eye said he's gonna be your hero he he's not gonna miss his quirk. And he's like, you know, maybe Aerie will rewind me and fix my uh, my abilities one day. Um, and then, of course, you know, they're, they're get, they get discharged. They meet Kirishima at the door. But uh, they're quickly asked to, like, be, you know, they need to go to the, the police station to just answer some questions. Really just do all, like, the final formalities and paperwork uh, at the end of this. Because you forget, the police just did a, a fucking raid onto a Yakuza hideout. So so there's probably some paperwork and some interviewing and things like that that need to be done at the end. So, uh so they go, and Aizawa, you know, tells them, I don't know, here's it, um, da, 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 da. yeah, so back, then we go back to the, um, back to the students, because they get delayed, they go back to the dorms, and um, we've got, you know, this whole time, we haven't really seen much of uh, Todoroki and Bakugo, because they're still uh, trying to get their provisions, uh, provisional licenses, so they leave to go on and do their thing, and of course, Bakugo and Todoroki are still in each other's throats, surprise, surprise, um, and then, of course, there's a lot of grilling from the students like, oh, man, you know, what happened? I'm glad you're OK. You know, sorry about Night Eye and things like that. Um, yeah, like when Deku and Hiroshima come back to the to the dorms. Yeah, like all, all their all their friends are kind of just, you know, they were they had to keep all this on the hush hush, basically. Like they couldn't they couldn't tell any of the fellow students other than obviously like Ochako and Sue and like the yeah. students that were involved. Um yeah, they, yep. they they make the return back to the dorms after giving the police all the information, um, and then basically we're we're going to uh, another provisional hero license test for uh, yep. for uh, Todoroki and Bakugo. Yeah, so and we also get to meet our friends from the from M Bison School. We actually get to meet the real Cami and um, and not we get to meet Anasa again. 
Um, and I, I like how they've kind of can picked up right back where they left off with him and Todoroki. Um, not a whole like again, this is another one of these let me up kind of kind of segments here because the big thing here is Cody. The, their toughest trial is they have to like deal with a bunch of children. Um, and, and while I think it was super super funny, um, you know, it's just like. You know, like I guess they have to win over these kids, and these these are some real snot nosed little bastards, man. Yeah, this definitely feels like a uh, a, a a lesser moment, I should say, in the show, because like this is stuff I don't care about. But what I do mm-hmm. care about, however, that is going on at this time is Endeavor is having like a like a serious talk with All Might. Dude, absolutely, and obviously, like I love how Endeavor's there to like cheer on Todoroki. It seems kind of like I don't know, like kind of empty. But like I, I do like that he's there because we get some big moment. We get some some what we're getting, what we're gearing up towards. Cody is a real big change in Endeavor, like Endeavor the person, not Endeavor the hero. Right. So I'm I really I'm really excited to see where this uh, goes. But yeah, like him and All Might are having a really really um, major conversation here. Yeah, he's basically wanting to figure out like what does it mean to be like a. How do you become a symbol of peace? What does it mean to be that? Yeah, because because Endeavor already knows that he has got the biggest pair of shoes to fill ever. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if we actually do we actually get to hear all of what All Might has to say here. Can't I don't believe. I don't so. think we get to hear it all. It's kind of like they're kind of flashing back to like mm-hmm. like Shoto and like the rest of them. Like dealing with these elementary school kids and their their quirks and all this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, basically, you, you kind of have a conversation in privacy, basically, of Endeavor and All Might, and of course, eventually, everybody who you thought was gonna like the 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 students work together and they like using boxing. they went over the kids. Yeah, they using... they changed their they changed their whole mindset. Right, they're just like, all right, well, let's show the kids what we can do, and I love. One of the things I do like here is like present Mike talking about like the whole how like I look at like this almost like professional athletes, right? Like look at someone like LeBron James, like take LeBron James, put him in a time time machine and send him back to the 70s. He would be the most dominant force in basketball ever. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of similar to what he's talking about here, how like mixing more quirks and as generations pass, like kids are being born more stronger with more complex quirks. And, you know, I guess there was a kind of this doomsday theory attached to that, that it'll eventually be too, like, they'll be so powerful just out of, just out of the womb that it'll be almost impossible to control their powers, which I thought was really, really neat take Mm -hmm. about like the evolution of powers. Right. That's how you get a Sentinel program. And that's how days of future past happens. You know, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to do that. (laughs) But yeah, so the kids, they went over the kids with their quirks. Um, I want to say, um, so they, they won the trial. And I want to say, I don't remember if they have more training to do. This wasn't like pass or fail, get your get your provisional license right here. Um, but, you know, they had a good day. They got everything done. And then we have a really good uh, a good moment here between Todoroki and Endeavor. Um Basically, how he just he wants to he wants his son to be proud of him, which I think is really really, you know, again this is the the, the beginnings of because he's been just a dick, pretty much just a dick since we've seen him, and now I think he's realizing that now he kind of has to step up. 
and not be a piece of shit anymore. Yeah, he basically says that he's going to make you proud. Or he, yeah. he's going to, like, and, and Todoroki's kind of just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, because yeah. obviously we've seen uh, not all of the, the, the backstory here, but we've seen a good chunk, and from what we've seen, it seems like Endeavor is kind of just uh, POS. <laughs> for yeah, he's a just a term. bad dad. Yeah, and um, yeah, so we'll have to see if he can uh, make Todoroki proud, and uh, we'll actually find out a little bit about that towards the end of this. Um, but Chris, it's time for another another sad thing. We got the UA students who are involved in the raid. Man, we got the I'm, old the old I'm, Night Eye funeral, man. Yeah, I think I correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Night Eye is like the first actual like death. Oh yeah, he's he's the first like yeah he's the first major death in this show. I mean we've had some like low level dudes get killed like some villain. I guess if you count Magna from the League of Villains was really yeah, the Mag first like oh shit death. You know what I mean? Because like Magna was a relatively like you know, like Magna was a major player, right? Like she was she was there for most of the incidents with UA and like she was always there with the League of Villains. And I think I think her death was more of an oh shit moment, whereas Night Eye was like okay. The stakes are high. Like yeah, nobody's is, safe. This is somebody we actually like. <laughs> like we actually care about this person. Yes, absolutely. Like, I mean, Snatch, this is... Snatch died, but like we met Snatch in that scene, and then he died. Exactly, like... exactly. And like, and of course, Night Eye has a big history. He was All Might sidekick, like through most of his formidable years. So, like, that's a big deal, right? That's like it's like Robin dying. You know what I mean? Not. I'm not talking about shitty Jason Todd uh, Robin. <laughs> I'm talking about like if Tim Drake were to fucking die, you know, something like that. Right. Yeah, this is our first, like, kind of big, meaningful death. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, so, like, the, the Sue and Ochako and all of them, they go and they attend Night Eye's funeral. Um, and then we we kind of, we, we start to see more of Aerie. Um, yep. Basically, like, she's still, like, she still can't control her quirk, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, but her horn has gotten smaller, which is, I guess, a good thing. It seems like when her horns like, like sticking out all the way, I guess it's like that's when her power is fully activated, and it's kind of yeah. they're kind of unsure on how it all works. Yeah, and and they they're they're not I don't want to say they're experimenting on her, but they're just kind of studying, and you know, and they're 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 treating her right. That's really the big thing here, because she's let's be honest, man, she's had a she's had a pretty tough go of things, and um, but now, but now we're gonna focus back here on the students, um. Again, not a whole lot to report here. We've got Aoyama, uh, Aoyama being like super fucking creepy with Deku. <laughs> Dude, I um, forgot about this. Like how weird. Hand he feeding him some cheese, like just real weird. And like I don't, I don't know, man. Like, and I think it's just him trying to be friendly and like wants, like he wants to be friends, right? Like I think that's what it is because he's been kind of like a loner really this whole time. Yeah, it's just... And this is just him. I guess this is just his weird, awkward way of, like, trying to be friendly and, like, be cordial, I guess. But uh, really, not a whole lot happening there. But then, so, we're, we're kind of hitting this weird, like, middle arc here, Cody, the one that you were talking about, where now the students are deciding um, they're going to have a, uh, they're going to have a school festival. Um, and they, Class 1A wants to, like, they're looking for ideas, and they want, they decide, they ultimately decide on doing a, uh, a performance. Uh, for the student body. Um, and we spend the next few episodes, man, just the students just spend this whole time planning. You see, uh, you, you learn that Bakugo can fucking just wail away at the drums. You learn that um, uh, Tokiyami just has a mean fucking bass line. Just... 
Like he's like fucking like fucking Herbie Hancock, man. Just just slap of the bass. Oh, I thought no, he's a. I think he's lead guitar. Was he lead guitar? I thought he was bass. I think Kaminari's bass. No, 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 no. We're both wrong, Chris. It's uh. Uh, earphone jack. Oh, she's bass. She's okay. bass and singing. Kaminari and uh, Tokiyami are on the guitars. Yeah. Because I remember Tokiyami saying, "Because like he, because he's just shredding this son of a bitch, man." And they're just like, "Well, you can play the guitar." He was like, "Yes, I my my uh my run with the my run with the six string ended when uh when I was bested by the F chord or some shit like that." Yeah, he's like, "I so, put down the axe when I was bested by the." F that's chord. right. I put down the axe. That's <laughs> right. I put down the axe when I was bested by the F chord. So, like, so again, this is like I like I like these kind of segments where like it's kids are being kids. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, to me, the big takeaway from here is like, hey, we're doing this thing. And Deku, like when they go to visit uh, Mirio and Aerie, they're like, hey, this would be great for Aerie. What can she come to the school festival? Because um, Aerie's down in the dumps. You know, she still she still blames herself for everything that happened. Um, and of course, you know, Mirio's right there saying, no, this isn't your fault, man. You know, we you know you, we want to see you smile. Like, you know, that that that's all over now. Like, you're safe. Mm-hmm. And um. Yeah, because he's so. he's kind of taking her around the school and kind of just him, Mizuka, him and Izuka are showing her just like you know just just all of UA High and like they're all mm-hmm. obviously preparing for this big festival. Um, and they like you said, they just he just wants to see her smile. Exactly, and um, and you know, and and Deku, and what I really like is that Deku recognizes the pretty much the psychological trauma that she's endured, and like while she is safe. That it's like you know she's still not she's not better she's not healed and he thinks the school festival will be a good way to kind of help her get out of that shell, um, which would be some serious foreshadowing here. But then Cody, we're gonna you know while they're talking about that, we're gonna have our nice little throwaway villain here, Mister Gentle Criminal. Um, what we start seeing while they're while they're prepping for the festival, we've got this uh this old YouTube villain here. We got videos uploaded of him robbing convenience stores and leaving things rubbery spilling tea like it's like dude whatever him and his little sidekick uh la brava um i I mean truthfully man we can we can gloss over a lot of this stuff because the next few episodes are literally them going over just them you know how are they going to do the festival what do they want to do you start to see earphone jack come out of her shell because she clearly has you know roots in being a musician like that i feel like music being a musician was like her family's first love which again you see you you get a lot more of her backstory specifically during the performance which i think is really really cool it's a great way to have like a nice little hunk of character development during a you know a fun lighthearted moment but um so yeah they're doing that you've got um you've got gentle criminal and um, La Brava, you know, work doing their little capers, you know, and uploading them on, on YouTube. They're all about the clicks, man. That's all they want. They want the views. Um, and their big score here is that they're like, oh, let's go fuck with UA. That's what we want to do. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, very, uh, definitely my least favorite chunk of episodes. Uh, only because of what's going on with La Brava and Gentle Criminal. Like, I like seeing Deku training using his, like, he got to get some new gloves made by. Um, yeah, he, he learns the uh, by um, Hatsume. He learns the. Uh, start to learn his shoot style. Yeah, well, he learns how to compa- control the air pressure because that's one. Because like we have this where oh, I wasn't going to teach you that until you were at twenty percent or you were at fifteen percent, but now you seem to be at twenty percent. So I can go ahead and show you how to do this. Basically, a uh, he his quirk 
something else he can do with his quirk is he can manipulate like wind pressure. So like he starts being able to sh- almost shoot like like pockets of air because um, he does one of these when he's actually fighting gentle criminal where he hits him with the uh, he hits him with a uh, was it a St. Louis smash air raid or something like that or air force I think is what he calls it. He hits him with some kind of air move, but later on he hits him with the St. Louis smash. He hits him with the fucking real one. He hits him with the with the real one. Fucking but cue the Bud Light crack and fucking. That's uh, right. Because I was all in at that point, but um, yeah, basically. Yeah, I, no, I want to say like this all how it all comes together is while the kids are training for their the festival Deku basically gets kicked off the dance team yeah and put on to the special effects team because on, yeah. yeah they need yeah, somebody they, they need somebody strong, to, they need strong. yeah to swing Aoyama around and I guess they don't notice that the rope they're using is like shit yeah like <laughs> frail and like this would literally get Aoyama killed um, yeah, so he's, he's like, like the human disco ball. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, I'll I'll go buy another rope tomorrow before, you know, before mm-hmm. the festival. You know, it'll all be fine. Which you know, it's not going to be fine. We're introducing yeah. a, a new side villain. You know, somehow they're going to run into each other, and of course they yeah. do, Chris. Oh, of course, and of course he doesn't. He doesn't actually just go out to get the rope. He he gets some surprise ingredients for some things uh, later, which we'll talk about. But uh, but yeah, so he's leaving the store. He comes face-to-face with General Criminal and the brother, and here we go. So now we're getting our obligatory fight over the next couple episodes. And I will say, I thought the fight was actually really good. Um, I do like Gentle Criminal's power. I like his quirk a lot, how he can, like, almost, like, rubberize things. It, it's kind, it's really, really neat. Or, like, change the... What does he do? He, change, like, the, he changes the physical properties of things and, like, yeah, makes them, like... It's elasticity. Like more, more, is, yes. Is his quirk. He can basically, like make any anything like have this like elastic feel like even including the air so like he can mm-hmm. create like almost like like a surface that he can like bounce off of like almost like a little mini trampoline he can keep creating those almost mm-hmm. how like uh god i can't remember that hero's name was it rock block oh, oh rock lock yeah rock lock how he was throwing those like I don't know what he. I don't even know what he was throwing. He was throwing. It was something like a out. plank. It was like plank from Ed, Ed and Eddie. <laughs> yeah, and he was like making like his own path. Like he can do stuff like that. He can like mm-hmm. he can manipulate. Like him and Deku are fighting on like a construction site, and he can manipulate like Dude, the metal. When he's like bouncing on like on the girder, and like he makes it elastic, and like it snaps out of place, mm-hmm. and like so like it, it, and it was really cool, right? Like I thought it was a really really good fight because like General Criminal actually has a really again he has a really cool power, and I think he's actually a lot stronger. Then you know, then I think we're giving him credit for, but also too, right? You know, he's also while he is a criminal, I do like we we do get kind of a little backstory on him, how he was a, he he was trying to be a hero, he just was not. He just he's always just been this guy in his entire life who has always come up short. Um, from hero to villain, he met La Brava, met him, and kind of turned his whole like kind of gave him an identity as a criminal, right? Like helping with his with his video views kind of filming you know like like project badass right <laughs> that's all i can think of like all i can think of is project badass from always sunny but yeah she basically started off as like his original subscriber and number one fan mm-hmm. and then she ended up like hacking in finding out his address and then basically ended up becoming like his video editor his recorder yep. pretty much his, now, his sidekick and what's weird here and again like lebron i don't really know how old she is she looks like a small she looks like a little girl but i, I like to think that she's a full-grown adult 
because it's weird, like the relationship they have. Because she like loves him, like she's in love with him, Cody. Oh yeah, like she's in love with him. So I, I like to think that maybe she is of age, but I do like that. Like, so long story short, Deku's really like, the big thing here with Deku fighting um, General Criminal is like if anything goes wrong, like security is super tight and they're all on high alert at UA and anything at all like anything that could be seemed as like hey man villains are on their way or there's an attack or something can go wrong they're like shit canning the festival they're like i can't do it it's not safe so like deku is more worried about them shit canning the festival and stopping um general criminal from doing whatever he was going to do and this is where you kind of get those moments with him and um general criminal but labrava actually has a power too she can uh like harness the power of her love and empower somebody. Um, the more love she has towards that person, the more empowered they can be. So it actually makes um, Gentle Criminal a pretty decent match for Deku there for a little bit. But then, like you said, Cody, he fucking gets him with the good old St. Louis Smash, Chris. Fucking hauls back and gets him with your home with the hometown Smash for oh, you. Oh my god, love it. We've had a Missouri Smash. We've had a St. Louis Smash. I. There's not much. Right. There's not much else. Maybe we get a Kansas City smash one of these days. Oh man, that I mean, would be fantastic. I'll, I'll take a Virginia smash, but uh, no one, no one cares about. Is that. there not a Virginia smash? Not that I've seen. Not that I've seen. I'll even take like a. I'll I'll take a an East Coast smash. Like just just keep us involved somehow. Yeah, we'll have to look up the the list of smashes at some point. And see, like, because I know mm-hmm. we've had we've had like a Delaware. You've had, mm-hmm. I want to say a Manhattan. Detroit, mm-hmm. of course. We've I had California, California, Oklahoma. Movie. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to take a look at all the all the different smashes. A, well, I guess technically we've had a United States of Smash, so everybody's been involved. I no, that guess. doesn't count. That doesn't count. We yeah. actually had a a real Missouri Smash. My state was right. considered a real thing. Not no all inclusive Smash. I want my own Smash. Damn it. That's right. <laughs> Need the RVA Smash. <laughs> That's right. I'll take that. But any old who, so they fight. Um, Deku overpowers him, and what's really cool here is like General Criminal actually turns himself into um, the hero's ectoplasm, and uh, I forget this other guy's name, but he's like a like hound a dog. I don't know. He's got hound dog. Oh, there I was gonna say he's like a bloodhound, but like, hound dog it is. Yeah. So he turns himself in, and you know he he actually is like, hey, you know, I've brainwashed this little girl. Uh, I'm sorry, she's innocent. It was all me. Um, and Deku's like, no, it was fine. He was just coming to play a joke on UA. We've, we've squashed it. Everything is fine. So they're like, all right, it's cool. So they take him to, they, they, they haul him away. They bake him away toys. And then, uh, he realizes he dropped the rope way the fuck back at the store. So Deku and Ectoplasm go out and get all their stuff. Um, now while that's going on, uh, before he went out and got all his stuff, uh, Ari has been at the school. Mario did bring Ari by, took her on a tour of the school. She's still very standoffish. She still doesn't really, you know, she's very uneasy still. And uh, not only is she uneasy, Cody, a lot of the students really are still very resentful towards 1A for all of just the shit they've brought on them, right? Like all these villain attacks, they're just like, oh, they're doing is showing off again. Yeah, they're great heroes. You know, all they do is bring problems to everybody, but it's okay as long as they get to show off their quirks. So there's a lot of people that want to see them fail. So they come to this performance that they're getting ready to do just to like to watch it fail. Yeah, before we get to the performance, I, 
dude, I don't give a fuck <laughs> about mm-hmm. all the other students at UW. Like, they literally are just, like, they're either, like, assholes to the other students in, like, mm-hmm. in class 1A, or they, mm-hmm. like, they're, like, standoffish, and it's like, you know what? Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah you're, you're, we're not watching your show, okay? <laughs> and I exactly. This isn't random student academia. This yeah, is my hero and they like academia. they like blame these kids for getting attacked, like on all these things that they do, and it's like, it, it's not, well, why don't they, you fucking stand up and do something? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, if you guys had stronger quirks, you might be it. <laughs> like, yeah, sorry, your big old fucking long neck isn't that great of a quirk, there, bud. <laughs> like, what did you guys do at summer camp other than get beat? Like, let's try to get beaten, get beat off. Yeah, have your own little circle jerks. <laughs> But, uh, I just can't but, stand, like, the one blonde-headed kid, dude, I can't stand it. Oh, the, the kid from 1B? Which is good, because, like, I, he's meant to play that role, and he does, it's, like, a good job. Oh, dude, he's such a shithead, and I love it. And I'll be, to be fair, I do love the idea of what Class 1B was doing. They were doing this Romeo and Juliet, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars mixed performance thing. Oh, yeah, the, so, the Prisoner of Azkaban, Return of the, the King. The Prisoner <laughs> of Azkaban of the King or some shit like that. It was so funny. Yeah, that, that's oh. like their, their, their shining moment of the entire series. Exactly. <laughs> and, of course, point. there was the beauty contest as well that um, old, uh, Big Hands was in. Yeah, it was her My... and, uh, was it Nejire and... Yep. Um, and then some girl from the support class with the biggest fucking eyelashes I've ever seen. <laughs> yep. My God, dude, she could tickle your taint from like a mile away with those <laughs> eyelashes. Jesus Christ. But Chris, then we get to probably the best song in My Hero Academia, I think, okay. by far. So let's talk about this, Cody, because this episode gets me every time. I think it's the most important episode in this season, and I'm going to tell you why. So so obviously, the culmination of all their work, we get this really, really awesome song and this really awesome performance. And you're watching Mirio hold Aerie out in the crowd, and they do this really, really great song with the dance number. And there's actually like an official video that they've released for this. Um, you can see it on YouTube, and it has some like more extended moments in the song. Um, Oh, really? That also really get me. Um, Interesting, I didn't know that. It's just, oh yeah, so it's a really, like a really, version. yeah, it's a really great song. And uh, the the payoff here, Cody, is so you get to see a little bit of backstory for Earphone Jack. How like she feels like she's disappointing her parents. She doesn't want to be a musician. She wants to be a hero. And her parents, just a couple of old beatniks, they're like, we don't care, kid. You know, do what makes you happy. It's a hard that you have. It's a hard decision to make. To, you know, but you if you want to do if you want to be a hero, go for it. You know, we support you all the way. So like, yeah, and, and you can feel that like coming out like because she she's the one who wrote this song. Like this is her baby. So, but this performance is great. You've got you got Deku dancing. Like Aries really loving. Like Aries loving all of it. But we get this moment, Cody, where you see this like I don't know this like dark force that's like wrapped around her. Whatever it is, whatever it is in her soul that's just like. And has kept her down. You see it like I, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it, dude. You see it dissolve, and her hands are in the air, and she is just fucking ear to ear smiling. And then you get it cuts to Mirio. I'm actually getting teared up just thinking about it, dude. It cuts over to Mirio, and his he's got like tears in his eyes, and he's just so happy. And he's like, you know, Midoriya, sir, do you see this? She's smiling, and what's so good about that Cody and like the extended video when it gets that part in the song after that, like it goes back and shows scenes of like Mirio holding Aerie, like when he rescued her and things like that. So 
like like the reason this is so powerful to me, dude, is like Mario. This dude, this kid gave up everything, everything to save her. Like that's that's what it means to be a hero. He did not get. He did not think about himself for one fucking second. All he wanted to do was make sure she was safe and make sure she was there to smile and make sure she was able to smile again. And the fact that he was holding her, watching these students, and especially someone like Deku, who was like really going out of his way, treating her exactly like he treated uh, Koda, I believe was his name, right? Yeah, yeah, Koda. Like, like really wanting to make sure that she's happy. And like, you know, you know and Deku's pulling double duty in this thing. He's, he's cutting a rug in the beginning. And then he's fucking throwing Ayama everywhere and he's making sure that he doesn't kill himself. And like, like, I don't know, dude, that was just such a powerful moment. And I think the, the, what the song helps out with that, but like seeing her, like that was the payoff, you know, she has been abused and beaten up and hurt her whole life. And then these, she just randomly bumps into these two kids, these two heroes in training, just, just, just right place at the right time. And these kids now, like they, they, they are, they will not rest until this kid is now safe. And again, Mario gave up everything. Like he has to take time off from school. He may never get his power back, but he didn't care. You know what I mean? And he, like, and the fact that like you get that scene where he is so happy to see it. And it, dude, it just, I, I, I can't fucking say enough about it. Like it is a, powerful powerful episode yeah it definitely makes the the episodes that lead up to it worth it for sure um, oh my god dude it was like i remember when it first aired i was i was i was getting like i was like man like they just need to can this shit already dude like i don't care about you. and here's the thing i don't blame gentle criminal i think i like the character and i like the power that he has and i i think they could have done something neat with that but boy, howdy, was that a hard fucking act to follow coming off the 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 uh, the fucking yakuza? I tried to say it, but I couldn't spit it out. Oh, the Shie Hasaikai. <laughs> yes, the Shie Hasaikai. Like that's a tough fucking act to follow. Oh so yeah. So I think like so like I think they would have just been better off putting Gentle Criminal either way, excuse me, later in the series, or like near the beginning and let All Might fuck with him. You know what I mean? Yeah, put because, him at the beginning and then have Chisaki and then the school festival or something. I don't Yeah, because, like, I feel like – but they had to have General Criminal for Deku to kind of come to that realization that people are going to fight for their convictions and they're going to – you know, like, there was that, that kind of internal growing moment. Um, and I, I guess you can't really have that without Gentle Criminal. But I, I just think – I think he was doomed from the start because of what we just saw. But then we get this awesome payoff moment, and it made it all fucking worth it. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Like, I was so – like, I remember the first time I watched it, I, I'm so glad my wife was still in bed because I'm sitting on my couch just bawling my fucking eyes <laughs> out, dude. And that's when – and I think that's when it solidified that Mirio was my favorite character, right? Like, and, and I think it also solidified when My Hero Academia was my favorite show because no other – no other show that I have ever watched in my entire life, with the exception of like the last episode of Fringe, and even then it wasn't this crazy. I've never had a show elicit that kind of like emotional response out of me before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this this is just masterful storytelling. And it just it just checked all the right boxes, just hit all the right chords for me. No pun intended, because you know, there's strumming on the guitar. 
but it was just <laughs> and of course I love like Bakugo just we're gonna kill him with music he's just back there like fucking Phil Collins just banging on the drums oh yeah yeah it, it, but, it it's an it's an awesome performance and it's definitely like the big the big payoff for like oh, Aries story up to this and even the whole day, right? Because then after that, it goes into a little bit of cleanup, and then you get to see Class 1B's performance. You get to see Hado win the beauty pageant. So you get this nice little montage of the rest of the day, and the students have come around. They're like, oh, your performance was awesome. Everything was great. And, like, everything is – and then, like, I love how it ends. Like, the sun's going down, the festival's over, and, like, Aerie's kind of like – it's almost like she's sad. She doesn't want it to end, and Deku whips out a fucking candy apple. And Mario's like, oh, shit, candy apples. I didn't see those. Where'd you get that? And he's like, well, I don't think they were, they didn't have any. So I made, I bought the ingredients while I was out and made them. He was like, I, I got everything but the food coloring, but uh, Sato had some. So he makes her this candy apple. And like, you see her, like, she, it's like for the first time you see her as like a little girl. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever... Have you ever not seen a kid's eyes light up when you give them a giant lollipop or a candy apple or some kind of treat like that, right? Right, yeah. So it was really, really cool to see that and how, like, they're, like, Aerie's part of the family at this point, and I really, really like that. So that was just a really nice send-off, and, like, she finally realizes, or, like, she's finally got people in her life that actually care about her, and I think that was such a huge, huge thing to see. And I love that Mirio has kind of just become like this father figure to her. And I, I hope we get to see a lot more of that moving forward. But, but Cody, now that that part's over, we're going into the transition phase. We've only got a couple episodes left. Um, so we've got the new top 10, because that's important. Um, before we get to that, though, we do get another visit from the uh, the, the wild, wild pussycats here. Um, they pop in just to... Um, I want to say they pop in to um, what am I trying to say? They they, they come in just kind of, kind of really just like to say hi, like they're just visitors. Um, and I think one of them still doesn't have their power. Uh, not Mandalay, but um, oh, what's her name? I can't. The girl Ragdoll. The, Ragdoll. Yeah, I think. Ragdoll, the, yeah. yeah, she does not have her powers anymore. So she's more of like she's become more of a like a like a Barbara Gordon type. She's like the Oracle, like back at the scene, like at the mm-hmm. office doing support. Yeah, and you get a cool scene. Speaking of Coda, you actually get a cool scene where like he's got like the same shoes as Deco's uh, Deco Deku. So like he he definitely wants to be like him when he gets older. You know, he's you know that, that whole imitation is the uh, you know the most sincere form of flattery. Yeah, he's got the but, he's got the red boots on just like Deku. He's that's he's kind right. of he's kind of embarrassed about it, but uh, yeah, it's kind but of Deku's like that's cool. Yeah, it's just a neat little scene where we get to just kind of look back on like some of the characters that we haven't seen in a little while. Yeah, especially cuz they got they got fucked up pretty hard by all uh, by all, uh, all for one there. But then Cody, we get to we got the new top 10 dude. This is a big deal. The, the Japanese hero billboard. So so we've got um we I I got them right here. So the number 10 hero is uh Ryuku, the the drag the dragoon hero. She's actually apparently she's dropped a rank though. I think after I mean, how the fuck did she drop a rank after stopping the fucking yakuza? Yeah, um, not sure how they uh, factored that in, but yeah. And then number because because this is what pisses me off. Number nine, you've got the equipped hero Yori Musha. Number eight, you've got a fucking washing machine. Right. Wash, <laughs> wash, wash yeah. is number eight. Like, I I want to say I hope wash just straight up washes motherfuckers because 
like how the fuck we we literally watched this woman who could turn into a fucking dragon fight the yakuza and then we got a goddamn she's out by a couple by a fucking washing machine yeah fat i'm pretty sure fat gum isn't even on the list i'm like yeah right fucking bullshit but then uh so but then next though okay we're getting back to normal number seven is kamari woods number number six is the fucking shield hero this motherfucker's name is crust cody this crusty mother his name is crust cody it's crust crust what a shit name <laughs> fucking no one out pizzas the hut but crust <laughs> then uh so number five we've got the rabbit hero uh mirko um which i think we see a lot more of she becomes a pretty major character from what i understand uh number four we got our boy ed shot number three fucking holding it down but it's odd that he fought damn near died got a promotion went up the ranks but our girl ryuku didn't number three is our man best genus uh he has moved up a rank and then cody the two that matter here the number two hero we got our man the winged hero hawks and then number one the the the, the num- number 30 in the royal rumble <laughs> our man endeavor and with a new with a with, a, with an updated costume is it so, an updated costume? I thought yeah, it was yeah, 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 it seemed like a lot more fire. <laughs> yeah, it's he is all fire. And then of course, so like you have this little moment with them, and then um, you know, Hawks Hawks says his words, Endeavor says his words to try to hype up the crowd, but uh, he pretty much just says, "Just watch me." Like that's really all, I and mean, that's it. Yeah, because really Haw- Hawks kind of grabs the mic and he's like, "Don't you think it's time we we like update this list?" He's like, "The number one heroes like rank below me in this other ranking list." Mm-hmm. He kind of just gets the crowd like questioning, like, "What's Endeavor gonna say now?" And Endeavor's just like, "Hey, just watch just what watch. I do." Don't believe he pulls the old, you know, the <laughs> old Bruno Mars man. <laughs> exactly. So, which I think is really really cool. And then um, so. Now we're now we're kind of firmly going into really the next season here. So we kind of so the big thing here, Cody, and this is where we're going to kind of end this. We have Hawks and Endeavor going back to um, where Hawks, um, I guess his his district, his hometown where he lives. I do not remember what it's called. And we get a flash of Dobby um, talking about they're talking about high end nomus and. We, so we see our next basically we see our next uh, our next little uh, little mini boss here. So we got Endeavor and um, we got Endeavor and Hawks going going through the city. And one of the things that we see here, as small as it is, we see something about the was it the Meta Human Liberation Army or the Hero Liberation Army? I forget what it's called. You're talking about the Screecher villain. <laughs> yes, but what he's talking about the thing, uh, Destro, um, and the, the I guess Destro's manifesto there, and the the metahuman literation army that's coming up soon. Like that, that'll be important soon. Yeah, there's like some um, kind of like villain book, basically. I guess is what yes. it is. But yeah, they like touch on it very briefly, and it actually, I guess, yeah, it, it comes it's very to... much a throwaway moment. Yeah, like you see, like this minor backstory on this guy who basically like. He's a villain, whereas Quirk is basically however embarrassed he is, the more stronger he gets. Although, like, I mean, Hawks takes him out with a feather. <laughs> yeah, just real quick. Just, like, doesn't even break his, doesn't even look at him. Just, just throws a feather in his direction. Um, but I but guess then that, Hawk, that, that'll come to, that'll be more in the spotlight, I guess, down the road here. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, Hawk, so Hawks and Endeavor, they, you know, they, they meet some kids and I, I love the kid. Like there's like a big Endeavor fan. Endeavor goes to like shake his hand. And he's like, Endeavor wouldn't do that. You've lost your edge. You're not Endeavor. So like, he's just, Endeavor's like, what the fuck? 
I will, uh, I will. I thought um, I was doing this right. I will touch a little bit briefly on this. That kid is actually, it's paying homage to Fairy Tale. Um, oh, is it? Other, another huge anime, obviously. Um, uh-huh. He's basically Natsu from Fairy Tale. He's got the same oh, pink awesome. hair, the same scarf. It's actually the same voice actor, too. So it's kind of like a little crossover moment. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's just neat that, because, like, if you've seen Fairy Tale and you watch that part, like, I was like, that looks like Natsu. And then, like, you hear the voice, and I was like, Okay, that is Natsu, but then of That's course funny. we have another character in My Hero Academia named Natsuo, being Todoroki's older brother. So mm-hmm. They gave that kid a, like a Tamita, I think is his name, or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely paying very obvious homage to Natsu Dragneel from Fairy Tale, um, who also has like a like a fire ability, like a fire. He has like the fire salamander ability. So. Nice. Definitely, love that. A, a neat little little crossover there that's pretty unexpected. I love the deep cuts here, Cody. But uh, now you know. Now we're we're business is a uh, business is picking up, as old Jim Ross would say. So, De- um, Deku, Endeavor, and Hawks are at lunch, and we get just blasting through the window that they're sitting at. Is this Nomu? And Cody, this thing is no fucking joke. This thing starts taking putting the fucking wood to Endeavor. Oh yeah, like just starts putting the fucking wood to his ass, and uh, like Hawks is trying to fight with, it, but like Hawks, Hawks is not a power hero; he is a speed hero. So like Hawks can't really do much damage to this guy, but but Hawks is also trying to rescue people because his building's like starting to collapse around them. So there's a lot going on here now. Of course, you know we've got a crowd forming outside; the the press are everywhere, and like I, I really like the scenes here where like Endeavor's family are watching him like. Get the shit beat out of him by this Nomu. Um, so, like, what and I what I like is happening here too is like they're saying, "Oh man, if All Might was here!" Like they, they start like saying kind of like how inept he is in a sense, like because he's like he doesn't really like he's getting beat pretty bad, and they, he just doesn't inspire the same amount of hope. But what I like here, um, Endeavor's like showing us some really neat. Like we're seeing like Endeavor's full arsenal that he can like fucking propel himself with his his uh with his um with his flames. He this dude is just like like Endeavor's got some really neat powers. Like I really really like the showcase that we get of what he can do here. Yeah, um, he's got like a I can't remember all the names of them, but like the Flash Fire Fist, fucking you've got Hell Spider, Hell you've Spider, got that fucking, was the one I was trying to think of. He's got another one. It's called like um. Da, 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 da. I gotta find it. I gotta find it. It's uh. What's the big one? Is it? Uh, it's it's Leo called. Well, he's got one called um. Yeah. Uh, he's got. Well, he's got jet burn. Which he's got flash fire fist jet burn flash fire fist uh spider. <laughs> yeah, and he's got like some kind of like nuclear fucking. <laughs> <laughs> some like nuclear level shit, man. I don't know if it picked up what I said there, but hopefully. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just we'll just glaze over that one. Yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> I'll pull up Endeavor's special move set. He's got the five knuckle yeah. shuffle. He's got the the, the right. fu. He's got them all. He's got the crippler cross face, the rock <laughs> bottom, the stone cold stunner. He's bringing all the. He's like Eugene. He's got all the moves. <laughs> That's right, Chris. But. But he figures out that, like, it's really the Nomu's head, because, like, like, his head gets cut off, it's still not dead, but All Might, uh, All Might, I'm calling it All Might here, because, like, he endeavors, like, 
He's fucking his eyes been fucking knocked out. He his, he can barely move. Like Endeavor is fucked. And again, what like, this last fight here is so awesome. This is such a great fight. We're not doing it any justice. Stop the podcast right now and go <laughs> watch it. Just go fucking watch it. You'll see what we're talking about. Chris, I found the official name. It's Prominence Flame, by the way. Prominence Flame. That's fucking gnarly. Well, he uh, well he fucking gets the win here, man. He just just incinerates this fucking dude with uh, the plus ultra prominence burn. And uh, the animation here, dude, where it's just like everything just turns like white hot, dude, just fucking on fire. And uh, I love the scene here where he lands, to, everything lands to the ground. The fucking Nomu is just a charred fucking corpse behind him. And he's standing there with his fucking fist raised like Rocky, man. And like the, like the fucking, like the crowd goes wild. The crowd goes fucking wild. Yeah. Yeah, it's so. definitely like a, it's very, and I think there's a reporter talking in the background, like how mm-hmm. similar it is to what happened. When All Might first showed up. Yeah, or when All Might fought. Uh, oh, when he fought All for One. Yeah, yep. Kamina Ward. Um, she yep. like immediately draws like the the similarities there. Um, and that's what we're looking for. That's exactly what we needed to really give Endeavor some more credibility as now the new number one hero. Because again, huge fucking shoes to fill, man. Yeah, and while like, he, almost too big. And while this fight's going on, you see like Todoroki's watching and like, oh, dude, I, he's like squatting, like almost like got like the prayer hands, like oh, like and he he breathes that like heavy sigh of relief, and it's just like. Oh. Yeah, you can see like the flames even coming off of his hand as he's watching. Like he, he yeah. he's. He, he's all into this, and he obviously wants his dad to... He's like, come on, old man. And yeah, because like, like, maybe his dad is changing. You know, maybe he's like... You know, maybe he is... Maybe he is going to finally be who he says he is. You know yes. what I mean? And we see, like, all these other cool scenes. Like, we see, like, Todoroki's siblings watching, like, in the car. Um, we mm-hmm. see, like, a brief scene with them and their mother. Mm-hmm. Where, like, Mama, Mama Dukes is actually, like, kind of sticking up for Endeavor, which is... Yeah. Almost surprising. She's like, I think he's trying to like change. Like she, she says, like he's been sending or he's been bringing flowers to like her room, even though like mm-hmm. they haven't seen each other face to face yet, because she's still a little worried of how that'll go. Um, sure. And then we do see like a little bit of like Hawks. Like Hawks is he's saying he's like, you know, you were you were the only one that ever wanted to to pass All Might. You were the only one oh, that yeah. ever wanted to even That's like right. put up a fight against him. Um, no, no other heroes ever done that. No ever, other heroes even tried. Like, they just kind of know. It's funny because like Hawks looks up to Endeavor. I thought was really, really neat. Yeah, and them hitting like the fucking awesome like super attack where Hawks is using his wings on Endeavor and like to propel him. Oh, dude, so cool! It's an awesome moment. The only problem with Endeavor is he when he delivers his uh, plus ultra line, it's kind of it kind of goes flat on me. It just, yeah, it, it's he just doesn't have the. The umph behind it, yeah. Like I've, maybe he'll I, get I, I, I do like how he has like I've always hated our school motto, but I, I just wanted him yeah. to say I'll go beyond, and he does. Well, it. I, and I think I know why it is, Cody, because it didn't have the lasers going across the screen. That's yeah, why you didn't like. <laughs> we didn't get if the rainbow got, lasers. Like, Even if he yeah, would have said I'll go beyond, lasers. he could have said I'll go beyond, and I'd have been like, I'm in, I'm here, I'm here for mm-hmm. it. But overall, this is a really good fight, and then uh, the. The the episode and season come to an end where we see uh, we see Deku back in his room, and he has this really crazy vision. He's seeing like some of the predecessors of All for One, and he sees two people talking, um, kind of almost like having a standoff in the middle. 
and someone says, oh, you hear a voice say, so you're the ninth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, touches his hand, and all of a sudden you see, like, psh, like broken glass uh, mess in his room. He's, like, staring at his hand that's, like, kind of been activated here. And then that's that's the end. That's the end of season four, Cody. Yeah, and his hand's, like, glowing, and apparently it's glowing with one for all's power, which is... Yep. Like, I guess what the scene is, is it's... What I, I thought it was is... Which I I never watched the scene actually, mm-hmm. which I'm glad I I stuck around for the post credits this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's what I thought it was was one for all, or wait, all for one. Yeah, what one for all? One for all. Yeah. No, 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 all 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 for one in the scene. Oh. It made oh, it yes, seem yes. like that was the scene with him and his younger brother. That like yes, that's what I I I figured that. Before, yes, which, before which, all for one got all like fucked up and like doesn't have eyes anymore. Yes, which actually when you go right into season five, that's that's kind of it, it picks up right where that left off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that so, brings that brings us to the end of season four. Yeah, what a ride, man! Overall, it was absolutely fantastic. Still by a mile, my favorite season, and um, you know, season five is still ongoing, so. You know, we'll probably so Cody. Next, we're we're actually we're actually you know grab your popcorn and your Coca Cola because we're going back to the theaters uh, next week for the second movie for Hero Rising. That's right, Chris. My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising. Um, I'm looking forward to it, man. Uh, I just yeah. watched I watched the trailer right before. Uh, Good movie. I, I hopped on. I Discord really enjoyed here. it. Yeah, yeah that tra- one I got to see in theaters. So. Yeah, the, the trailer looks awesome. I think. Mm-hmm. It's interesting we're going back to another island for another My Hero Academia movie, but... They love it. It's not named I Island. Though, That's right. Time. At least this island has a better name. Um, yes. Yeah, it looks very interesting. I, I think it looks better than the, the first uh, I the think first it's a better movie. movie. I do think it's a better movie. Um, okay. Yeah, I think get some it, neat characters. It definitely canonical. looks better. Yeah. Some more canonical characters, and this kind of fits a little bit more into the current season, what's going to be coming up. Um in My Hero Academia. But then, Cody, since season five is still ongoing, we're going to take a break from My Hero after the movie. And, Cody, the week after the movie, we're going back into the final season of Castlevania. Oh, yeah, Chris. <laughs> I, I Words cannot express how excited I am. I don't... Is Castlevania... Has it started yet? On No, uh, two days. Two days. And I want to say they're, they just typically drop the whole season at once, don't they? I think they do. I, just, I know it comes out this week. Um, mm-hmm. Two days from recording, the thirteenth. Oh man, we're forty-eight hours away. Cannot wait. Chris. <laughs> I can't fucking wait. It's gonna be. I'm gonna try my best to just watch My Hero Academia's second movie a couple times this week and not dive into yeah. Castlevania. But it's no, gonna be hard. No promises. Um, exactly. And then, but yeah. Cody, with that man, I, I mean, no, go ahead, please continue. Yeah. So, like, like you said, no, we're good. I mean, next week we're gonna cover Hero Heroes Rising and then Castlevania, mm-hmm. and that's. Then the poll will be back. We'll be back with the next poll. We'll be we bringing back that the poll. Yeah, because I think we'll probably wait. What I was thinking is maybe wait until My Hero gets released on like Hulu, because more more yes. people have Hulu than they would like you know your your Funimations and stuff like that. Um, so maybe wait till it's like readily available, dubbed for everyone to get, to kind of catch yeah. up on. And Absolutely. Then once it becomes readily available, there we'll 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 go back do our two episodes for season five. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Whenever the Move movie, on. well, obviously we have the movie coming out too. So, obviously yeah, we'll, want to, mind. we'll want to do season five before we do the, whatever, yeah, absolutely, whatever the newest movie's called. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, we got 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 a lot coming down the pipe here, and then eventually, you know, like you said, after Castlevania, we'll be bringing back the polls. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, man, we, we don't take no breaks on Shonen and Suds. Every we do Tuesday, not. <laughs> we will That's be right. here. Um, but and yeah. with that, Cody, I am spent. Yeah, Season man. four has uh, taken a lot out of me, emotionally oh, yeah. and physically. Yeah, it is it is a great season, even with the low points. The the payoffs are completely worth it. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Matt Hero two song, man, what a great jam. <laughs> what, what what a banger! What a fucking bop! Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's all I got for this week. I am Cody Snodgrass, and I am Chris Adams. And as always, thank you for listening. And you know where to find us. We ain't got to tell you. You're here. You know where to find us. You know the social media. Find us, like us, love us, hate us. We don't give a shit. We just we're just glad you're here. Good night, everybody. <laughs>